You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. My name is Jared Book, and we continue our look at the teams in the Atlantic Division, and we are going to the Buffalo Sabres. And joining me today is Heather Engel from NHL.com. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well. I I, I, have, I hate to start it like this, but <laughs> I, the, the Buffalo Sabres have been kind of that perpetual. Uh, every year, it's like okay, they're they're getting getting older uh players are coming into their own and every year people expect them to take that next step um is is the expectation that this is a year where they do take a step forward it, it is based on the way things have gone with management and the way they finished last season it seems things are trending upwards of course you know all will play it out on the ice but <laughs> That next step is what they're expecting for this season, for those kids to take the next step and everybody to, you know, end that 11-year drought and get closer to making those making the playoffs, whether it's this year, I don't know, or next year. But they're that's what they're aiming for. And, you know, Kevin Adams, the, the team's general manager, got an extension uh, this this offseason, or, or really as, as camp was opening, I think. Yeah. Um, and... What is the 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 level of of patience? I guess is, is are the fans, you know, it's been eleven years, but obviously you can't pin all of that on on the current administration or even most of that on the current administration. But is is the patience kind of running out on, from the fans' perspective, or or are they they believing in this in this direction? I think they believe. I think they're starting to believe, but at the same time, I think some are still skeptical just because they've <laughs> yeah. been burned before, but thing with Kevin Adams and what he's done is you can see there's a plan in place. He's talked about his plan and you've seen him stick to his plan. And if he needs to adjust, he adjusts his plan. But for the first time, at least in a while, and especially since I've been on the beat, you can see there's a plan in place and they're taking steps towards that plan and seeing progress and they're doing the things the right way that compared to what they had done in the past. They're not rushing it. They're taking their time and making sure that when players come in, they're going to be ready. Yeah, I, I think there's some similarities to. It's funny because a, a lot of the teams in you know you can pretty much split the Atlantic into tiers, right? The the Toronto, um, Tampa, Florida, you know, Boston tier, and then the Detroit, uh, Ottawa, Buffalo, Montreal tier. And and I think that all the teams in the bottom, obviously, they're they're in varying stages of of where they want to contend. But they all seem to be really patient, and that patience is is going to pay off. You know, this year is probably a little bit too early for for some of those teams to, yeah. to really contend at that top tier. But I think that you know, in the next two or three years, you can really have eight teams fighting, you know, legitimately for for playoff spots. So it's kind of interesting to, to see that. And and something that you know, when you look at rebuilding teams and teams that are are struggling. A lot of the issues come from, you know, goaltending and not really having goaltending. And, you know, yeah. Montreal's is a good example of that last <laughs> year where, you know, it could be five minutes into a game and they're already down to nothing because they're just not not getting any saves. And, and that could be, you know, demoralizing for for confidence of, of young players. Is is the expectation that, that Eric Comrie is, is someone who can kind of 
settle that down a little bit and, and maybe take take this team at least to to get them not to be you know blown out of games and and have some confidence and build some confidence well that's the hope that with craig anderson you know he'll be a reliable tandem that you know yeah. whether eric comedy splits whether they go 40 40 or Comrie gets more they just they need some stability in goal i mean the last two years they've gone through six goalies and they just they need to know that those saves are going to you know are going to come so that way the kids can take their next step because a lot of confidence comes from when the guy behind the net is stopping the puck so if they can have comedy you know live up to what he's believed to be and what he's shown in small sample sizes it'll go a long way and then they've also got Ukopekalukanen who I think will play some NHL games this year but they want him to play minutes to be healthy and you know but develop into a starter a healthy starter in Rochester and then make the jump up hopefully either whether it's at some point this year or or next year but I I'm thinking they're eyeing next year based on the way things are going and it's it's really funny because there's a lot of you look at the the roster the organization they've really built a a, a, a really good group of young players yeah. uh and and some of them were were in Rochester last year mostly uh some of them aren't even you know <laughs> at the pro <laughs> level yet uh, or weren't at least last year obviously Owen Power came in uh late last year what are the expectations surrounding you know Power he's not the He's not the only first overall pick uh, that you know that the organization had. Obviously, with Rasmus Dahlin, but is, is the expectation that he, you know, they'll they'll kind of ease him into it a little bit more? Like, what what are the expectations with him compared to maybe some of the other young players that, that have come through uh, the last few years? I think I mean the expectations are the same. Just you know, learn and adapt to the NHL. I mean, when he made his debut last year, he didn't look like a nineteen-year-old kid out of college. He, and they were playing, you know. The run they were on, the final eight games, they were playing some good teams at that time. And he just looked, you know, like he fit right in. But it's going to be different going through the grind of a full NHL season. So the expectation is, you know, let him learn, let him take some more minutes and just keep that growth and, and, um, and just, you know, keep learning. I mean, he's a kid who will correct himself. He's very self aware. So they don't, you know, that'll make, things easier in a sense I guess in terms of expectations it, you know they can he'll realize if things something isn't going well and he'll fix it themselves or he'll you know work with the coaches to fix it but it's expectations are like the others just keep getting better keep developing and just take that next step and it's it's really interesting to see like I'm looking through their their roster and you look at the ages and there's there's so many guys who are you know like even guys like Alex Tuck and, and Victor Olison who are, are 26 27 like they stick out as being among the older players in in the organization and especially when you go down to the uh, to the players that are are either um, you know in in Rochester or um, in, in junior and there's just so many players that are just recognizable names you know high draft picks and, and building that kind of depth that that really I think was missing because even when they were going through those um those years in the past they would have like those maybe that top level you know the, the you know maybe not top level but top prospects and you know Jack Eichel Sam Reinhardt but now it just seems like there's like a steady flow of guys that you know Rochester's going to have a bunch of guys and they did last year they they went on a, a bit of a run as, as well last yeah. year and 
you know, does that experience, a lot of those guys are, are expected to, to make a jump at the or at least get NHL minutes this year. Is there an expectation that that year in, in Rochester will, will help them uh, this year when, when, if they do get a call guys like uh, cousins and, and Krebs and, and Quinn in, in particular? Yeah, it, I mean, it'll definitely, yeah, that, and that AHL experience that they went on in the playoffs, that run they went on and everything they went through, that's, they've learned a lot. Like they said, when Jack Quinn played in the COVID shortened campaign uh, in, what was it, uh, 2021, mm-hmm. and the OHL didn't play. So he played all the time and he played, he sent the season with Rochester and he was, young kid and it didn't go well but he learned from that and had a phenomenal year last year jj paterka came over last year started his north american career and it was a little slow for him in the beginning and then once he got adjusted he just took off and the same thing krebs went down when he after the trade and then he got called up and then he eventually went back down when the saber season ended and that experience was huge for all of them because it's they're learning how to play those hard games they're learning what it takes to win and what it adjustments they have to make and doing it you know at the pro level which they're going to need eventually when they come out I mean Krebs will be in the NHL and Quinn and Petrka might be in the NHL to start the season too so it's it'll be uh, those lessons learned down in Rochester will be will be huge for them. And do you, do you get the impression that it kind of helps that they're kind of going through this as a group where there's not like one guy that's relied on to to be the guy, uh, especially up front and even on defense, right? Because even a guy like Owen Power, there's there's Rasmus Dunlin right right next to him, right? Or, so do you kind of get the impression that the way that they're going into this as a group is kind of helping them all uh, kind of get adjusted together, where not there's not pressure on one guy to be the the main the main you know, prize in, in all this, uh, in the organization. Definitely. Because also going through it together, you have that chemistry and they've, mm-hmm. I mean, at both levels, there's, I mean, you see, especially at the NHL level, the camaraderie and the vibes in that room are just, they just all like being around each other and they all like hanging out together. So that chemistry, I mean, it translates. If you like hanging out with you guys, if you like spending time with your teammates, It'll translate onto the ice. You work well together and it'll work. It'll be easier and more seamless to do things just because you have that chemistry and you just, you spend so much time together. Uh, I remember during the, uh, the the playoff series last year between Laval and Rochester, speaking to um, Rochester coach Seth Appert. And he, he said something that basically, you know, the, the prospects are given the opportunity, but they giving them ice time without accountability and just keep on giving them that ice time is, is not development. Um, They have to be accountable. And and I think that that's something that, that, that I still remember, you know, (laughs) several months later, and and it just seems like that's the, the the process that, that they're going through. And and most teams that develop well, will will have as well. And, And kind of, you know, yes, give them opportunities, but, you know, also don't just put them in there and, and, and let them drown you know they have to be accountable um and and i think that's a, a good mentality to have whether they're in the nhl or whether they're in the ahl the god of mischief is back and better than ever loki 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 wow great to see you again critics agree loki season two is marvelous great and it's finally here how much do you know let's assume i don't know much a mind-bending adventure 
spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's important. Like, you can't, that's it, because you can't just give, you can, that's it, you give them the opportunity, but they have to earn the minutes that come with all that opportunity. And if yeah. you can't earn it, then you'll, you know, then it'll be up to someone else who is showing that they're willing to take those minutes and they can make the most of those minutes and prove they're worth those minutes. And, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to look at their, you know, because obviously the, the one that sticks out the, in terms of the, the, the salary is Jeff Skinner. And, and obviously that's, you know, they have to get him to be, to contribute, right? Like it is, you can't just write him off, right? You have to give him an opportunity to, to play and, and, you know, maybe not be a $9 million player, but at least be an NHL contributor is, is that kind of the, how they, they see him and, you know, making him, giving him a role that he can thrive in and not necessarily looking at his, you know, contribution per dollar kind of thing. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, the reason Jeff Skinner had 21 goals in two seasons was because Ralph Kruger didn't put him in a position to succeed. Mm -hmm. He was in the season where he had, I think it was when he had seven goals, he was playing with Curtis Lazar and Riley Shahan. <laughs> the year before he was playing with Marcus Johansson and Vladimir Spoka. This was after he scored 40 goals next to Jack Eichel. Um, and, you know, it, but then Don Granato took over and he put him back in a top six role and, and, you know, I mean, Don Granato gives the players the creative freedom to do, you know, his focus is on the attack and, you know, playing an, an attacking, attacking game in a uh, possession game. But, um, but like, that's, you know, anyone put in the role that Jeff Skinner was in, in a role that it does not suit him at all, is not going to succeed. You put him in a role that he's meant to play, he's going to succeed. And last year, we even saw him take a next step with his his uh, his skills that, like, I mean, we know he can score, but he showed off his his playmaking ability. I mean, I think he had, I, I'd have to bring it up, but his assist total was pretty high too. And I think it was one of his highest. I don't think it was his highest, but it was one of his highest maybe, or maybe it was a point total. But he just, he was working both side, you know, both both on assists and goals. And he was just, he was, I mean, it helps when you're playing with a, you know, and he was doing this with a guy who was playing center for the first time. And it just, it worked. Those two just have developed a really mark, uh, impressive chemistry together. Um, but yeah, it's, he just, he looked like a Jeff Skinner that I hadn't, hadn't seen before. And, you know, in all the years I've seen Jeff Skinner, um, but he put in the work to do that. He was, you know, the coach, Don Granato, you know, put him in that role, but he's always, Don Granato's always said, Skinner is putting in the work to have that success that he's having. Yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, you, you're not going to put him on a fourth line and be like, why aren't you scoring 20 goals? <laughs> it, it's kind of, uh, it defeats the purpose. Um, in terms of the, the, the expectation, we kind of touched about this uh, off the top. Do you kind of see this as kind of a transition year uh, where the expectation is, Listen, let's let's take a step forward, but they're not expecting to they're not in like a Ottawa position where they're expected to, you know, maybe sneak in. It's kind of let let's take a step forward, maybe more like a, a Detroit where they're just trying to maybe separate themselves uh, from the bottom of the division. Yeah. 
uh, and, and kind of take a step and, and maybe next year will be the year that they really want to uh, challenge? Yeah, I think because now they're heading into the season with some expectations based on the way they finished out last season, mm-hmm. the last two months. So how are they going to handle that? How are they going to manage that? Teams are going to come at them harder. They're going to, you know, it's, can you handle that? And maybe internally, I mean, I don't know what management is thinking internally. Possibly, you know, maybe they're thinking let's, I would, my guess is content, you know, be in the playoff race, even if you're not going to make it, but stay close to it. Don't be out of it by Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, take that next step that you can be competitive throughout the year. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs, but stay at least within that wave, you know, manage the waves and be as consistent as can be while taking those next steps. Yeah, It's funny because in doing these, you, you talk to a lot of people who, uh, talk to a lot of players from you know that have different experiences, right? If you cover the Lightning on a, on a regular basis, you can have a lot a, a bit, lot different uh, answers from from players than you are if you if you cover you know the the Red Wings or, or the Sabers. And one thing that that sticks out is that there's a way there's a maturity that needs to be done, not necessarily just on the ice and, and things like that, but just a maturity to get through 82 games uh, in a season. And the the teams that are able to do that regularly are, are the teams that have the success like the torontos the tampas uh even you know florida to a certain extent uh and, and it just seems like that's part of the learning process it's just going through the ups and downs of a season where it's not all down um and, and i think that that's probably more important for a rebuilding team is you know you're not necessarily expected to have these you know 10 game winning streaks but you know, avoiding the the eight game losing streaks is also yeah. important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it the, the NHL season. It's a grind, and especially for young kids, it takes some getting used to. Like it's it took like Dylan Cousins took some adjustment. I mean, he, his first his rookie season was the COVID shortened season, the uh, 2020 twenty 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 one. So he, I mean, and so like it wasn't it was sort of, you know, that bubble kind of season. Yeah. So he's not experiencing the same grind of an 82 game NHL season. It's learning to handle that learning, you know, with the travel, when you're tired, how to manage your body and everything. And it's a lot of kids have to learn that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it, like as much as, yeah, they fly fly charters and stay in nice hotels. It's still a grind for these guys. And it, a lot of learning to do of how to manage that throughout the season. Yeah, you mentioned you know 2020, 2021 is that not only was it a shortened season, but the travel was also limited, right? Because yeah. they were all in their division as well. So yeah, it, it's it's a big difference from uh you know having those uh maybe you know hour, hour and a half plane rides to yeah. having to go um you know across the country and play, you know. A night later yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah it, it's it's gonna be interesting to watch Look, the Sabres you know you look at anybody who who's ranking prospects or, or organizations and they have such a uh, an amount of prospects you know having three first round picks last year as well uh, it'll be interesting to see how they develop because I, I think that you know there's uh, a certain it, it just seems like everyone in this division is kind of getting it in terms of development and at the same time it's 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 going to make for a lot of disappointing teams because <laughs> uh, you know, if I, I spoke to, uh, to somebody who, who, who watches the Red Wings and it's like, if you, if, if they expect to make the playoffs next year, 
and Buffalo expects to make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Next year. Uh, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be disappointed, um, but it's going to be very interesting to watch these players grow and, and these organizations grow. Uh, and, you know, from, from Montreal's perspective, not having, you know, being really early in that stage where, uh, as opposed to some of the other teams uh, ahead of them. Um, Heather, thank you so much for, for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, have, a, have a good season. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, you too. Yeah. Oh, I can't, can't be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. No problem.